your favourite movie or video game soundtrack? Soundtrack? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Can I be really generic and say like, I thought you were just going to ask movie then, but um, this also kind of works. Like, you know, Interstellar? Oh yeah. I think it's I called mean, Cornfield Chase. Yeah. And it's a sound that's like blown up on social media over the last year. But I do actually really like that piece of music. And I also really like that film as well. So I'm going to go with that. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like I uh, I always like the uh, the pretentious part of me always judges people that don't like Interstellar. Like, oh, oh it doesn't make it's sense. It's such I'm a like... good film. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's just like, I don't know. I, I do like my sci-fi. I'm a bit of a space nerd. And so obviously that one is just like, Jesus Christ, it is insane, that film. So, yeah, I really, really like it. Yeah, I remember, I've never felt goosebumps like it when with the docking scene when they're spinning around and mm. the music is just like so, uh, how would you describe it? Like, I think, I don't know, I think it's very effective. The The sounds that they chose for that movie like really helped to convey the emotions and stuff. Like it was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Very it, good job. Yeah, very like English teacher syndrome, but it's it did very much like there was one. There's a moment I'm sure I've referenced this in the podcast where I talked to someone before, but at the end of the movie, um, where the music so brilliantly like ties in with the speech, you know, so someone will ask a question and the music changes with the question and the answer and everything, and it's just so like I'm gonna have to go back and like actually analyze it because I've just I always just. I don't know, get absorbed in it. I don't do much analysis, but um, yeah, that's interesting. I'll have to go back. Yeah, six hour YouTube mm. video on that one. Fucking uh, okay, no. hell. <laughs> <laughs> you could spend forever on that. Yeah, I'd say, I was saying, I like all the, the sort of moods that Hans Zimmer creates rather than like, the, you know, I couldn't tell you the, the melody necessarily, mm, but I could yeah. definitely describe the... The emotion that comes yeah. with whatever scene. Yeah, I would agree completely. It's very like subconscious and subtle and i think that's absolutely genius hmm. you don't even realize what it's doing to you like me i haven't analyzed it i just know how that film makes me feel so he's done a very good job yeah i d i think there's that's something with uh i'd be interested to hear if this ties in at all with like your music actually to be mm -hmm. fair when you're writing stuff i don't know about you but if i for example if you were to take that interstellar track i'm pretty sure it's in D minor or it doesn't mm. matter what key it's in really does it but it's it's a simple melodic movement and for me if I were to try and if you gave me the melody and told me to do something original with that like a three note fundamental yeah. melody I'd be like I've no idea how to make that yeah. sound uh like me rather than just like a minor scale or like a whatever yeah. so it's amazing I don't know how how you deal with that making simple things your own how do you kind of, or do you, Try. is that something you uh, struggle with? Because I certainly do. Yeah, I would say so. Um, and it's very easy for things to sound terrible. <laughs> like if they're, I don't know, like it's it's hard sometimes to make simple things sound interesting. I think it's, yeah. Um, but maybe the trick is to not overthink it. And sometimes less is more. Actually, most of the time, less is more. And um, yeah, I mean, Dare to, which just came out. Oh. Um, that's a three three notes really. Duh, duh, duh. So um, it's not complicated, and I I don't know how that riff kind of like it. That song wrote itself basically, but um, it is more on the simpler side of things that I've written. 
and yeah it's one of my favorite things so maybe it's yeah i don't know not ever putting yourself in a box and just like not overthinking it as well perhaps <laughs> but i don't know <laughs> yeah I, I know that i'm i'm a chronic overwriter for sure like Yo, definitely same. i mean like yeah. if you if you look you know i know you've done a lot of stuff with like the polyphia songs and that and i'm not calling that overwriting but it's very much it's busy to say the least yeah. you know and oh yeah definitely there's a there's a lot to it um and I would say, like, I love that style of music and stuff, but there's also something really beautiful about the things that have a lot of space in them. Um, and as I'm getting a bit, as I'm getting older, I make myself sound really old there. I'm twen- I'm almost 24, but, like, I've been playing music a long, a long time, so I feel mature in my musical age, if you like, but I still have a lot to learn. But still, um, like, I'm, I'm finding it more so appealing to have the more simple things than to overcomplicate it so yeah yeah i feel like a lot of um the thing that's i have one little like bugbear with um certain musicians where don't worry this isn't directed at you i realize i started that rather that's okay threateningly (laughs) um but when quite a lot of musicians will they start with metal you know or they kind of get Mm. into metal in like the teenage years and then there's this definite thing again i can't remember i was talking to about this where some musicians just stay in metal because they just love it and they keep doing metal or whatever and then others will kind of move away they gravitate towards other things some do that just fine and they still love metal and whatever and then some i've noticed will go oh yeah i had my metal phase and well i'm, I'm mm. over that now I'm, I'm well above that and and i always just think like oh, just, you know it doesn't mean it's better just because it's you've moved past it if you know or it doesn't yeah. mean other music necessarily better just because you've personally sort of moved past it because obviously yeah there's a bit of a a bit of craziness and a bit of sort of I don't know how to describe it something too metal that I guess some people maybe feel like they grow out of and then yeah. as such almost look down on it well, it's just the know. whole it's not a phase mom isn't yeah. it it's like that whole thing but uh, I don't look down on it at all I think my my thing like people the response to us has been quite interesting because people are like I was expecting metal like what the fuck is this and I'm like look man Hey, I, and I actually, I, I had an article with Guitar World come out like yesterday and um, I read it, obviously I skimmed over it and I, I said a bit about basically how, um, like initially in the beginning of Burrell, I was trying to write to my audience in the sense that I was like, I want to write what I think they would like to hear, which was like metal and it was shit. Like everything I wrote was terrible because it was like forced. And then the minute I stopped trying so hard, I actually wrote stuff that I enjoyed and it wasn't metal. And so I was like, okay, this is clearly just not where I'm supposed to be then. So don't put yourself in a box and don't write for anyone else other than yourself sort of thing. So, but I, I don't look that I fucking love metal. It's like one of my favorite genres. So you, you catch me listening to Billie Eilish, um, in in one second and then it like periphery in the next like i don't really stick to a genre anymore and i used to be very much so metal or die like i I don't care for anything else unless it's metal or rock and i i just think that's foolish to have that mindset because there's so much you can learn from other genres as well you're, you're silly if you lock yourself in because i don't know music is so creative and big like there are so many things you can learn from other genres and you should explore that because you could widen your skill set. So it's closed-minded to not embrace the other genres. 
so yeah i don't hate any genre i like it all <laughs> yeah i uh i just hate musical theater that's the only that's the only thing i will say i actively just huh i the only thing i enjoyed i liked rock of ages <laughs> i don't even know what that is uh, this is how detached okay. i am it's like a musical movie kind of um but it was it's very like 80s inspired like rock and i did enjoy that um but I, I know a musical theatre itself, it can be a bit intense sometimes, I think. I just, and I always find, especially in musicals, I always just think like, I'd rather you just said the line, you know, like, Ever. you know, I, I don't know. It never, it never works they, for me. They want to no. be sassy. They want to, they want to be jazzy. They, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it's a, it's an acquired taste, isn't it? Like, it's not for everyone. Yeah. Um, my dad, for a fact, I feel like he can't stand it, actually. He's like, oh my God, shut up. Like, just like you say, say the thing that you're trying to say. You don't have to sing it. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like it's a combination that in theory, music and th- and movie and theatre should work in that way. But I just, it just, to me, it just doesn't. It's like That's how, fair. it's like how tea and coffee. I'd love if they made a really nice drink. Oh God, but you, know, you cannot. But you know, you no. just, you would never, that's how I kind of, that's what, I never thought I'd come out with that analogy. But no, that's, I, yeah. I understand completely. Um, there are different areas that can be admired, but not mixed. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, there's, that's a few more haters for the podcast. There we go. Um, that's okay. Yeah. I can, each to their own, you're allowed an opinion. Yeah. 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 Um, with your, with sort of bringing the music out, because I know, Last time we spoke, you were kind of talking about it and how you were, you sounded quite almost impatient to be like getting on yes. with this stuff. <laughs> um, since we spoke, like, what would you say in terms of the whole process of right from beginning to end? What were the kind of some of the unexpected things or things that happened that maybe took you by surprise along the way? That's a really hard question. I don't really know yet because it's still to me it's so early on in the journey. Hmm. Um, maybe how easy some things were and how hard some other things were in regards to the songwriting side of things. Like I said, like Dare to wrote it itself, but then other songs that we've written, because we've, we've got some, <laughs> we've, we've got some prepared, they're, they're ready. Um, some of them we really had to wrestle with for a long time there before they got to their finished stage. Like I'm talking like 30 versions of a song, like, oh my God. Um, whereas Dirty was pretty much like three versions and then it was kind of done and ready for the studio. The others, uh, some of them really did take a long time. Um, so maybe that's because I, I I was never so new to me. I, I had never really done that process before. So I think it was surprising to learn that sometimes it, songwriting is actually fucking so hard. Like it's really hard and you want to write a good song and something that really kind of like sees sees its potential like come to life so um yeah there were many songs like even a couple that we went to studio with where i was like i still don't like it something's not right about it and then they finally went through our producer and um you know proper guitars laid down and then i was like oh it's complete now now it makes sense but sometimes it's um i don't know it's a very interesting process i would say that's probably the most surprising thing at this point. <laughs> yeah. I remember the first time going into the studio with the producer is like, oh, I know nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Like watching their brains tick away and whiz around logic and everything like that. And just knowing what it needs and just having a fresh pair of ears on it is just like, whoa, I, I love, I love it. I love it. That part of it. Like 
I love coming up with the initial ideas and I love the whole process that is involved. But to me, like once you hear your song actually like kind of come together and then you get a more true picture of it and it's finished stage, I'm just like, oh, thank God. Because then for me, it's like it comes full circle. Um, And I'm a type of person like I love. I've got I've got OCD and like I I like the things I like like for example I'll listen to the same song on repeat maybe 50 times in a row um I'll watch the same films over and over again like I love repetition I like to know how things are going to go so that that weird unknowingness of songwriting sometimes when you have a demo and then you're like what the fuck is it going to sound like once it's been through the studio um it doesn't make me uncomfortable but it does make me nervy makes me anxious and excited but i'm just a bit like Ugh. so when i finally know how things are when they're complete i'm like oh my god like i can rest now fucking hell <laughs> so yeah um i like to see it come come to life yeah i i the whole the whole process is um it's definitely stressful, especially when you know, you're like, oh, I know there's something good in here, mm. but you don't always know what form that You can't is. put yeah. your finger on it always. And it's like, like we're, we're working on another one at the moment and it's been, I've been wrestling with it for a few months now. Like this one chorus, I'm like, no, it's not right yet. And I've, I've probably wrote, rewrote it about, I don't know, 10 times. And then we've actually ended up going back to like the first one and simplifying it. And I was like, oh my God. But you have to do these things. You have to explore every avenue before it gets to the stage where you're like, at least I know now, like that this is what I'm happiest with kind of thing. But, Mm. um, oh my God, like you could just develop a song forever. Like you could overwrite it like again and again and again. You, I think learning to know when it's the right time to call it is like, a skill in itself and I don't know if I have that yet um because I will just write forever <laughs> um, yeah yeah I know there's a there's something I'm quite proud of at the moment like a little demo and the chorusy part and like the out the sort of the final chorus are these big like anthemic core you know sort of rock metal chorus things and then I but the thing that created them was this like ridiculously intricate finger style part um and I, I, there was at least 20, like, like you were saying, 20, 30 revisions where like a couple notes change or the rhythm changes. Oh my God. Yeah. And then I put the whole song together and that was like the verse. And then I listened back and the worst part of the song was that bit. I was like, yeah, wow. the bit you'd like overthought. Yeah. 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 It's always the way, it's always the way there's something beautiful about things when they're, when they're simple and also when they're in their most like raw form, like the, mm. the very first demos of whatever song, um, there's something about it. I have to go back and see if I've got any like really early like voice memos of me singing Dare To or something. Um, it was the vocal melody first, but yeah. Luckily with that one, that was really, yeah, I didn't overwrite it. I was like, oh, all of that makes sense, done. Like, it, yeah, for some reason it was just quite easy, that one. Hmm. Not 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 the other ones though. Yeah, the um that, that kind of, that whole process I think is so... Uh, you can tell, I think, nowadays. It's, it's kind of sad as well, because I think, obviously, being in the studio is so expensive, you know, especially for a band without a label or anything. And there are a lot of bands out there, I think, that skip the pre-production side and just mm-hmm. go straight into, here's what we've got. Like, let's make this sound nice, and that's mm-hmm. it. Like, that's the song. Um, yeah. And that second ear, even if it's not from a producer, even if it's just from like other musicians that you whose opinion you value, I think is super important i think it's sad because obviously it costs money to go into the studio and essentially not be like making the song if you know what i mean um yeah so i don't know if we're going to end up with more and more 
the self product the self produced band thing is great in some ways because like cool you can get a song out there without all these loopholes in the way without these um hurdles in the way but then maybe you miss out on that key thing that you know that like bob rock in the black album for metallica or whatever you miss that mm-hmm. you know if metallica hadn't had him it's like would that album have even have you seen the video of him with kirk hammett no oh that's the the best thing I, i've never <laughs> seen anyone just shit on metallica like in front of them oh kind really of thing. well because he produced the out you know the story like how you sort of produced the album and like so much of the stuff I think is attributed to him as like what made the album really great. Obviously Metallica is the you know, the band, but um, if you watch him basically just having a go at Kirk for not basically writing a brilliant solo for, I think it's for The Unforgiven, and you hear okay. the solo happening over the course of the thing and, and like Kirk's going, oh, my tone's not right. And the first thing he says is like, you know, every guitarist that hasn't done their homework tells me that the tone is wrong. <laughs> like he's just... Going straight in on on Kirk just um, gives it to him very yeah. raw and dry. Like yeah, yeah. It's, I well, think it's, that- Im- it's important though. Like it's hard though, isn't it? Because songwriting is a fragile thing, and it's very easy to like get offended or protective over what you've done. But I've learned to not be like that at all. Like let that go because the song is going to change thirty times <laughs> before before it gets to its finished place. And there's beauty in that process as well. Like there's there's one song that we will be releasing i won't i won't say the name of it yet but um i actually despised um this song because it was never right and it and it was quite um it's it's quite like i I don't know really how to describe it it was a real struggle for me and it was um like uncomfortable zone for me like out of my comfort zone basically and nothing like i'd done before and I just couldn't, I just was so close to giving up on it and Sped kept fighting to keep it. And he, we kind of made it his baby in a sense. Um, he became very much so like the sole director on that one. And he was like, try this, try X, Y, Z. Like when we were still in demo stage and I was like, okay. And then even, you know, we finally got to studio level and then I was like, oh, I actually do like this song like a lot. Whereas before I'd avoid listening to the demo and now it's the one that I play the most. And we actually got through our like final mixes for it. And I cried my eyes out when I heard the first chorus come in because I was like, obviously like I heard the demo before it was mixed. um, But there's something about it just, it smashed into me and I was just like not prepared for it. And I just sobbed like as I, and I was like, and then I was like, Oh, we've been working so hard. And it all suddenly all of this like emotion just like overwhelmed me because I was like, Oh, we've been, we've been working on this for ages. And now it finally sounds like this. And like, this is all I ever wanted kind of thing. Um, and it was a very interesting. It's not often that I like happy cry. Like I've happy cried last time. I ever, oh sorry, the first time I happy cried was when I got endorsed by PRS and the second time was that. So I'm like, yeah, I didn't, it's just very special. It was really, really special. So yeah, this song that I once hated made me cry. So <laughs> um, it's nice. I was like, okay, it must be, I must be happy with it now if it made me happy cry. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I can definitely relate to that. Like the, I remember sort of the very first single I did with my old band it's it was such a like painstaking process again because we just weren't ready and then sitting in front of the producer kind of looking at me going oh it's done and like looking mm-hmm. like oh so i can like hear it now 
because I could hear bits, you know, I could hear him sorting yeah. stuff out. So then, yeah, just sitting down and being like, well, that is a bit of a wave, isn't it? Like, um, it certainly is. I, I know it's, you, it's powerful. Yeah. And I know you were talking about again last time, um, that sort of finding yourself or, you know, I, I think you sort of half jokingly talked about having sort of an identity crisis, you know, to this point. Um, yeah. how do you feel like your, cause obviously I know you said this is kind of the, more the goal really than than the, the the kind of a lot of the more youtube or like content based kind of stuff i know you said that the writing is your your passion how do you feel like your i know my identity is very tied to my creative like my creative side musically how do you feel like that kind of relationship has moved forward since we yeah. spoke I feel like I'm no longer having an identity crisis anymore. Hallelujah, hey. <laughs> because that was a that was a really tough like four years of my life where I was like, or oh, more than that, so maybe even five six years, because I, I think I touched on it. Like I was kind of pretending to be someone for a good three years, and then we got thrust into the pandemic and left to my own devices whilst being this YouTuber person, and then also writing behind closed doors and like finding out who I how who this side of me is um and now it's all kind of like come together and I I feel such great relief um I think I think identity crisis maybe that wasn't the right word to use I think it, I think it was actually but like more so relating to the feeling of just being completely lost um and now I feel like I have a home base again and I've got like a family I, I know where I am I know what I'm doing um, and I'm not just floating around anymore. So I've got a much stronger sense of identity and what my purpose is. Um, yeah, it's very, I don't know, it's a, it's a big, it's a big relief. And also to have music out again for myself, like, um, spending a lot of time playing covers and stuff. It's hard when you, you're not, you're pretending to be someone else, but you're putting yourself in other people's and artists shoes all the time. Um, I think it burns you out in a sense, but then like making this step and uh, being an original artist again is sorted out a lot of issues for me. It's also brought up a lot of issues, but um, for the most part, I'm now like, oh, it all makes sense again. So thank God for that because it wasn't, an, it wasn't really a pleasant feeling to just be floating around there unsure of what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Pretty uneasy time. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of that, um, a lot of figuring that out for me and probably for a lot of people has to sort of come from within as corny as that sounds, you know, like, um, it's kind of, uh, I know I could, I know I could blame the, you know, not doing X, Y, and Z on why maybe I don't feel my sort of like, I don't know, feel like I'm locked in with my identity, who I want to be. But sometimes I think I feel like a lot of it comes from sort of, you know, um, being at peace with a lot of stuff. Do Do you feel like that, how how sort of uh, close, it's sort of a difficult question to phrase really, but like how closely do you feel like that or how much do you feel the getting the music out has helped you develop your identity versus how much that's just come from your own kind of natural growth? Does that make sense? I was yeah. trying to phrase it as yeah, best I could. Yeah, no, no, I think I understand because um, if I if I kind of respond with this, like people have said to me, you know friends and family have been like don't put all of your money on this project being the thing to bring you back to yourself and i was like i just have a strong feeling that it will help though 
and it has so far and I, I think it'll only continue to kind of cement that feeling more hopefully because the thing is I'm not pretending to be anyone this is me like the songs that I'm singing like the meanings behind my songs like everything it's me like what you see is what you get that is me so I think it's I don't know it's kind of all like I said before like kind of come together but um a lot of it has kind of like come from within as well um but it's kind of like this I couldn't really kind of become the person that I wanted to be without this because this is such a big part of me like being an original artist writing songs and playing live and being in a band that is a fucking huge part of me um and it always will be so without that I felt like half of myself was missing and I didn't even know who I was anymore like um I'd often look in the mirror and be like I don't even recognize this person like who is that like I have no idea um and going back and watching videos of myself like on social media like even just a year ago and just being like oh my god who is that like I just don't recognize her I don't know who she is it's really like quite a strange feeling um so yeah <laughs> I'm happy to be in a more certain place because feeling that way is yeah it's a bit tricky I think hmm let's um they kind of the a, a sort of phrase I heard recently is like a big part of overcoming your self-doubt is just having a massive pile of proof that you are who you say you are kind of thing and yeah um that again kind of goes contrary to almost the question I asked a second ago which kind of agrees with what you were saying which is you know like yes maybe I guess on the one hand you need to look within to find that stuff on the other hand sometimes you just need a massive pile of evidence that you've yeah. done what you I think you so know. it's a tr- tricky balance um what's kind of been some of the challenges of having obviously placing such importance on this thing there must be a lot of expectation along the way um on yourself you know um and on others i guess in the band as well you know because if that's the main the main goal if you like how do you deal with the kind of expectation you put on yourself to i guess find success of these things yeah yeah i mean um ultimately i'm just i don't know because you would kind of think I don't know. It's very strange because, yeah, you would think that, like, as as a person who kind of does what I do, like social media building, following, and numbers and statistics and all that kind of thing, you think that I'd put like really a lot of pressure on, like, oh my God, making it, so to speak. Um, and although, like, I absolutely my goal is to be able to just do this for the rest of my life and for that to be the project that kind of allows me to do that um right now it's not like I obviously want to be successful and I want the the best for this project but I'm almost being a bit selfish in the sense that I'm like just having it as my therapy outlet really like saying what I need to say any songs and expressing emotions and all that kind of thing is is actually the the priority for me right now is kind of like is to just heal a bit like and to to understand myself more and figure things out a little bit because like I don't know I think the minute that you you put yourself in the industry just to make money or I don't know like uh, you're not in it for the right reasons 
you should never, ever be in music to make money because you might be met with disappointment, like without sounding really like a downer, like that's probably more often than not the outcome because a lot of things, it's like a recipe, like it has to be just right for it to work. Um, And if you put so much pressure on that, I feel like it stifles the creative side of it and your songs won't be very good as a reflection of that. You won't be very happy. Like, I just don't think it's the right approach. So I'm just gonna go along and we're gonna go along. We're gonna try our hardest. Like I'm ready to work as hard as I've ever worked for this to become like my life. Um, I wanna get even better at writing songs. Like I just wanna learn a lot. This is a very a new sort of territory for me. Um, but I'm just like here to enjoy it and to kind of like absorb every second of it and try to be as present as I possibly can more so than to just like, yeah, make money or something, you know, at the end of the day, it should be about the music. Right. So that's kind of what I'm putting my focus into. And I think that's the, yeah, it just feels like the right way. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's, it's a, it's a, Obviously, the whole money side of things is glorified in every industry and in every, um, you know, kind of pursuit. Um, I had a, sort of a, an example of that pop up in in my own life, actually. That I mean, I won't go into it, but like there was there was someone that I was kind of who, who I know has got quite a lot of money who um, obviously wasn't happy with a certain situation. I was like, huh, you've got a lot of money. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously wasn't, um, it obviously wasn't doing them any favours then and there, you yeah. know. Um, I think for me, the only thing that I when it comes to pursuing money is I, I just want to have that income uh, from music so that I don't have to go and do other basically bullshit yeah. that I don't want to do yeah. to take it away, time away. That's my financial pursuit in that sense when it comes to music. Mm. I mean, yeah, I'd love to have a really nice car and all that. Like, oh yeah. You know, um, <laughs> do you, I mean the dream, the dream really like it would be for, so that this band would be self kind of like self-funding and allow me to go off and just write and really like nurture that side of myself um without pressure to have to you know find other ways to like pay my rent or whatever do you know what I mean Uh, like you say it'd be lovely to have a nice house and a big car and um whatnot but like I think that yeah the most important thing to me would just be like I could just do do this and enjoy what I do without the pressure of being like oh my god I can't eat this week because I haven't made enough money from this so that would be amazing if it was enough like if it turned over enough so that I could go and like write for weeks at a time and just be left alone kind of thing just to to concentrate and and work on that um but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Manifestation is a powerful thing, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I on my morning run, I go past a Ferrari every day, and I'm like, oh, motherfucker! Like you it's just parked. On, it's you but it's parked mine, in like name. yeah, it's like parked in a really. I'm like, I don't know. This this sounds really, but it's just parked outside like a really normal house, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. You know, what's like, your What's your deal? I'm like that Ferrari definitely costs about half the price of that house, so I don't know what like I don't know what's going on there. I'm not going to knock on the door. I don't trust it. Um, but yeah, I'm like that's that's uh, yeah. Actually, I think if I had all the money in the world, the second amp down in your PRS stack is that an Archon. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, that'd be that'd <laughs> oh. be. <laughs> I had one of the. Uh, I had the the old version. The um, mm-hmm. The the one with like the metallic front, 
right. the 50 watt one and that was just one of my favorite things in the world so if i had all the money in the world that would be that would probably be That's one of the first i mean i know as as expenses go ferrari's quite a lot higher up the list mm. but still i'd very quickly nab one of them um oh, yeah that first 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 stop prs yeah it's like my guitar shop's like 10 minutes away so i'd just be like oh, i guess fair. that's where i'm going um that's all right yeah yeah, I mean, obviously, I'll buy the foot top shelf, this, that, and the other. But um, with your sort of talking about what you kind of what you've done to this point, and then moving into, you know, the challenges, kind of moving into a, a sort of a different musical world, if you like. Um, what's it been like getting your sort of audience to uh, sort of shift over to the music? Has that been where's where does that rank in sort of how difficult you thought it would be versus what it actually turned out yeah, to be? It's- bit too too kind of early to say um yeah it's a it's a little bit too early to kind of say the immediate response has been overwhelmingly wonderful obviously you're never going to be able to please everyone and you have to really try hard not to i don't know there are people obviously who follow my covers and my playing that way who heard it and were like don't like this and i'm like that's okay though like that's all right i'm not expecting everyone to just love it but at the same time if they were to leave comments which some of some of them did like very few but um to be like you should just continue doing covers and not do this i'm like i may as well just fucking give up then because this isn't why i'm here i'm not just here to be your jukebox to play regurgitated songs from other artists like i I do I'd rather just not bother to be honest like I need this original outlet so it's your choice whether you like it or not like but I don't think it's fair to try and stop someone from from doing that you don't have to listen to it but um for the majority like very overwhelmingly positive a lot of people asking for shows and more songs and I'm just like oh my god like now is the time we have to uh, work harder and faster than ever really to get the next songs out get a set together and start playing um and we're yeah we're working hard um to kind of like make those plans come to life uh the main thing is just like it's always going to be the thing but like organizing with other people so getting music videos filmed like that takes time and you're having to put a team together everybody needs to be free like it's um it ends up taking a whole lot of time so we need to find a very effective and efficient way of being able to do this on a very like realistic and a steady time scale if you like um but yeah i'm just excited like because we we it's not just like it's like one sync like i released um tranquility which is my one and only personal single like in 2020 back end of 2020 and i released that and i was like i'll leave that there and just like kind of like yeah, yeah, kind of pushed it to the back of my mind a little bit whereas this i'm like oh no there will be stuff like continually coming like this is this is a, a rolling project now kind of thing um it wasn't just like one and done like this is gonna be a thing so um yeah it's just like keeping up with that and playing some shows would be amazing yeah well now you get to sort of uh go to all the grotty venues and and do uh, that do that whole thing yeah it's been a little while since i've since i've done that i mean truth be told uh it's going to be four years this summer since I last played a show. So I'm like a bit nervous again because I, I don't know. It's, it's a different, I've spent a lot of time on my own in this room playing just a camera. 
Um, and I know in my heart, I'm like, I've always preferred to be on stage. Like that's where I come alive and that's where I have the most fun. I just have to remind myself of that because I am excited, but I'm also very nervous about it. And this time is different because I'm fronting it. So not only do I have to like sing and play, that's kind of okay. Like I can rehearse that and I'll be ready for that. But it's the, like the talking in between songs and stuff where I'm like, oh my God, like I have to, I have to learn how to do like to talk to people like which some people might think is funny because I talk to a camera all the time <laughs> but it's not quite the same thing when you're like when they're right there in front of you so um I am up for the challenge and I'm very excited for it yeah I can, I can resonate with I think it's been about two years for me since I was last last on stage yeah so that feels like it even that feels like quite a while it would have been I think it's two years something like that so it's it's definitely like a kind of uh an art in itself isn't it like like you say talking to people it's not quite the same as looking at a screen I think it's different challenges maybe but um with your kind of when it comes to actually being in a you know working with a band how, how have you what have you kind of learned about yourself from working with others in that sense because obviously all the stuff you're putting out your own content very much you can direct in your own way you can choose what you know what you want to do uh how you want to put it together obviously with a band you've got to think about like how's it going to work in this dynamic yeah i mean me and sped in particular um came from previous bands like not immediately obviously but like we'd been in those kind of scenarios before um and i think it's I know self-explanatory um we both learned a lot from those experiences on what we did what we didn't like like um it's all very collaborative um and it goes back and forth a bunch of times um but for the most part everybody's always really supportive and it's exactly the kind of workflow that I need to do my best like and it's no hard feelings ever like no one has an ego like if something is not bad, but if something could be better, like we're going to say, like it's, that's how you get furthest and have, like, I don't know, upfront communication is so important, I feel like. So that's our approach. Yeah. I, I know nowadays, I, I, I was um saying with someone else that I think nowadays a lot of people are afraid of upfront communication. Again, because we're so used to like this kind of thing. Well, I mean, this yeah. is a bit closer, right? Um, yeah. But like. Text chat. Yeah, you don't, you know, in some ways it's, you know, you get used to maybe confronting people over text, but there's nothing, you know, meet, you're not met with anything you know really. I just like, I have a really non-confrontational personality. I don't like arguing anything, anything and everything makes me so uncomfortable and awkward. Like I'm quite an awkward person actually. Like, oh my God, like put it, put it this way. Like, um, as someone with a lot of anxiety and kind of like issues in that kind of ballpark, I couldn't even answer the phone until I was like maybe 18. And that's only because I really had to and like couldn't go into a shop and ask for something like no social, not no social skills, but it was all just too much for me. Something I've had to kind of learn and get better at. But um, yeah, I'm not a confrontational person at all. But do you know what? I think the most important thing um is like the approach. So if you're like, don't like this, because we will like, we'll go back and forth and maybe I'll send a demo over to Sped and then he'll do something. And I'm like, oh, that wasn't like quite the right direction that I was feeling for this song. Um, we'll talk about it. 
but it's the approach. It's not just being like, I think a lot of um, musicians, um, as we are sometimes, are a bit hot-headed and are very quick to be like, this is terrible, like, this is shit, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, oh, hold on a second, like, this is a really fragile thing, like songwriting, like you're literally pouring your heart into something. It's all very personal. So, and it also incorrect, like it, it can be whatever it wants to be. There's no right or wrong way of doing music. So it's never bad or good, really. Like it's all down to personal opinion, technically. Um, so if you're just like, oh, this is cool, but like I was more thinking this, like what do you feel about this? Like it's really about compromise and communication but it's the way in which you do it is the most important thing um and just approaching it with not caution but care and also like reflecting the vulnerability maybe from the the person whose idea it was if you don't like it or something like that it's it's kind of yeah approaching it in a in a nice and respectful way um and i think that's the thing that's so different for me this time is like I've never been in a group like this before in the sense that I've never been so close um, to my band in that like we talk all day, every day. We know each other like inside out, even though we don't even live near each other. It's just because we spent so much time talking and working together. And um, I, I think you you learn how everybody works and how everybody ticks and what they'll receive well and maybe what they'll be a little bit more apprehensive about. Um, there's, there's never been anything like that though. It's been really, really simple and everyone is so easy to work with and I love them. <laughs> so yeah, it's just been such a pleasure so far um, to work with such supportive and like-minded um and I know just lovely people. They're just the nicest. So yeah. yeah, it's good. Do you feel like you're more kind of empathetic now or a better communicator maybe from your time working with them? Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I think you learn stuff about each other all the time with every experience that you encountered together, but um, it's always met with it's always met with open arms from from every anybody anyone's got something to say like i'm i'm going to hear it like you, you know what i mean so um n- no one ever has to feel like they can't say anything or uh, suggest something whereas like yeah in, in in situations i've been in before that's not been the case it's like you're not met with the the response that you were hoping for whereas everybody's so incredibly open minded and um eager to hear what everyone has to say i I think that's lovely Mm. so i feel like a good a good kind of question to sort of speaking a full circle um i think you're i can't remember exactly what the question was i asked you last time but it was something about like advice to sort of to yourself maybe but what do you think maybe would be your advice to uh people in a position that either yourself a year ago a bit of a cliche question but like Mm. um or anyone that's in that position where maybe they're kind of it almost seemed like you were sort of close so close but yet so far if you know what i mean in terms of like what you know um that's and that's just me the impression i was getting from what you were how you were kind of yeah describing where you were at what do you think would be your advice to either yourself or just someone in that that place yeah I, I remember what I said last time as well. I think I was like, just do it. <laughs> like that was kind of Shia like LaBeouf what I think I'd say. Yeah. yeah. And this time I would say, 
just just not just do it but just like keep keep chasing it until it's in the place that you want it to be and then um you know make it happen kind of thing like go out and get what you want oh my god like make it how you want work with the people that you've dreamt of working with like if you can um just turn it into the the best experience you can for you like just and really enjoy it as well because there are so many times and situations where people find themselves in bands or whatever like a job like it could be anything a friendship a relationship where they end up settling for less to please other people um but especially with something like music it's so personal like it needs to be how you want it to be so go and go out and like execute your vision and don't do it until you're you're like happy with it um yeah i I think that's kind of what i would say (laughs) yeah yeah that's a good uh kind of not letting the uh not letting the sort of bullshit of day-to-day expectations Mm. all that kind of get in the way i know that's definitely something i've been more conscious of just like working on me to improve my musicality you know like like you're saying just relaxing and being comfortable like with you know you sit down with the instrument not having a million thoughts about like is that song is what i write in the next hour going to be good enough you know is it is is it going to be what i want to put out there's a million things you can be worried about before you before you even start playing so i think getting your head straight I, i can definitely resonate with that trying to just get your head straight before you even start you know maybe not before you start but at least along the way yeah and and maybe don't put so much pressure on such a thing that's so creative and like oh my god it's so easily impacted by everything i I kind of see it in the sense of like uh you run did you say like you you Uh, well yeah as of recently (laughs) yeah okay fair enough like um i'm a bit of a a gym bunny if we i don't even like that term but yeah i go to the gym a lot and it's very much a part of my routine and life um and sometimes you go to the gym and you have an awful session and it's very easy to be like, that was terrible, Ugh. but progress is not linear. And sometimes there are going to be days that are hard like this. Some songs are going to write themselves and other songs you're going to do 50 versions of before you get to a place that you're even remotely happy with. So I think you have to be mindful of that and not beat yourself up because actually it will make it worse. If you, Mm. if you just criticize yourself and you're like, that's terrible, less of that, like get rid of, get rid of the positive, negative, um, or or just get rid of the negative kind of judgmental side of yourself. If you can, when you're, when you're writing and, um, just, just see it more open-mindedly. Like I write stuff all the time. Doesn't necessarily mean anything is going to come of it. And you know I, I think you latch onto the ones where you're like this has the most potential i'm gonna go and develop this but don't put any pressure on yourself like i said the the when i was putting pressure on myself to write in a style that i thought thought my following would enjoy everything i wrote i hated i thought it was terrible i was really unhappy it wasn't inventive it was regurgitated it been heard before um and then the minute i kind of like stopped trying so hard I actually got somewhere with it. So just go in with an open mind and enjoy it. Mm. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. With the, like, joking aside with the running, I, I kind of, I know if I make myself, if I just said, like, whatever happens, I'm going to run X distance or X speed every day, I know I, know I get bored in, like, two yeah. weeks. Whereas I just say, I'm just going to, like, put my shoes on, I'm just going to go. Um, yeah. The only rule I've tried, I've sort of weirdly set myself is, every time I go, oh, I could just run a bit less, that for me is my rule for, like, no, oh, well, you've set it in stone, you're running further now, kind of yeah. thing. And I try and do the same with guitar, where I'm like, because you know when it gets tough it's very easy it sounds very cliche doesn't it? it's very easy to like just go oh i guess i'll just have a break but actually sometimes you're only 10 minutes away from like getting that idea out so yeah. i think it's a bit of a it's a different thing isn't it um mm. but yeah that's cool i think um we've covered a good range of stuff i can even see the the, the weather changing through the conversation as a, oh, <laughs> as what? Really my outside i've got my blinds closed so i don't know what's my, happening mine are just about i mean it wouldn't make any difference with how great it is outside um so if I could get your question for for the next guest to set yes. them up, that'd be um, lovely. Oh my god, I actually like had a really great one when we started, and I actually <laughs> can't remember. Um, you can stop the recording and go back. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I think I'm just going to be really cliche. Um, can it be an open ended question? Like, yeah, whatever. Okay, cool. Like, what's your favourite chocolate? <laughs> That's a good one. I yeah. really like. Yorkies I had one recently Yorkies. yeah I had one recently and I was like wow why haven't had that haven't I had that in a while do you know what I used to believe that um women were genuinely not allowed to eat them because they've got the <laughs> the advert yeah they got they got yeah. in trouble didn't they yeah they, Did they, they? oh yeah they don't do that anymore yeah it's just like oh my god well as um, a child I fucking believed it didn't I and I was like I can't have that it's not meant for my kind um yeah but yeah, as as a vegan, I don't I don't get to eat that now anyway, unfortunately. But yeah, you're somewhat limited. I feel on is vegan chocolate any good? Oh, they've come a long, long way. Okay. If it wasn't, then I might, you know, <laughs> now I'm joking. Like chocolate, I I fucking love it. Not gonna lie, I eat a lot of chocolate. Um, but like the Ben and Jerry's options, amazing. Like mm-hmm. come such a long way. You got a lot of Galaxy, Lint, do a lot of chocolate. The only thing that I'm like, oh, for God's sake, why the hell is there no vegan alternative for this yet is um, Maltesers. Oh, they're good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a vegan alternative of that at some point because I used to eat like a whole box in one go. Um, so if they can just figure that out. I just, you know, that'd be great. I'd appreciate it a lot. <laughs> Maltese, I was sad because I feel like, I swear they got rid of the one in the celebrations, the Maltese thing. Oh, they were so good. And that was the, that was like one of the best ones. I really like yeah. Bounty as well, which is controversial. Oh um, no, sorry. I can't get behind that. Yeah, I just don't know. Coconut lit. Oh, it's no, good, yeah. You. Although I was having, a, went up um, Mount Snowden with a friend the other day and I've got a Yorkie bar. Well, I had a bit more food than just that, but I thought yeah. I'd take some food just to be. And I was, you know, when you're like, ex- you're busy. Cause we went up quite a steep route, I think. And I got halfway up or so. And I was like, I'm just going to have a chocolate bar just to fuel myself up. And I was just not in like eating mode. And I had one oh, bite, really? I just had to spit out. I was like, oh, gross, not having that here. Um, really? Yeah, so I what don't know. when. <clears throat> yeah, um probably altitude there's sickness always, from the 400 uh, meters i went up oh well you know like <laughs> i think there's always there's always time for chocolate in my life yeah well yeah i suppose yeah i, I think i had some at the top it was about the coldest i've been in, in a long time up there that was oh my uh, god yeah it's yeah. so cold at the moment again what the hell i can't even imagine yeah me and my friend decided yeah february's a good month to go up um so oh how yeah. long did it take you like all day or 
No, it was about two hours to get up and then oh. however long to get down. I don't yeah. know how long it took us to get down. Um, there was just some, we were about halfway up and there was just some random girl just like stood there and we kind of walked past like, I hope, I guess she's all right. Like she was just kind oh, of walking around looking a bit just bored. And I was like, what are you? Oh my God. Are, are you, you waiting for someone? Yeah. Here? And then we got about, we got like a few hundred meters higher and then these guys were like have you seen a girl waiting down there we're like yeah and they she obviously just sort of gave up a certain portion of the way up um, oh wow but i don't know if they went I all mean, the way to the top i hope not cause she would have been there a long time if not yeah um, jesus yeah. i mean yeah is it is it far for you is it, yeah is that far for you to get i'm trying to place your accent basically oh my accent is not where i'm from i mean oh. well i mean so hang on i'm gonna okay so let's get your because otherwise people are going to be wondering why i'm rambling about birmingham yeah, which yeah, is where yeah, i am yeah, yeah. um <laughs> So I need an artist from you as well, an artist oh, pick. Um, um, hold on, I need, to, I need to like think of this. Who at the moment can it can it be like anyone? Yeah, whatever. It doesn't even have to be oh. a musician, but I mean, you know, um, an artist pick. Well, as in like go and check out this person. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna shout out my best friend then. Um. Her name she goes by Ren. Cool. Um, and you can go and check out her latest signal signal single <laughs> Rabbit Hole. Cool. Um, yeah, she's she's a very talented bean, and I like what she does a lot. So yeah, go check her out. Nice, nice. It's um, <laughs> I know there's stuff you want to plug. Um, so you feel free to plug away. Yeah, I mean, yeah, go and check out my new band Burrell and our new first single Dare to. And I really hope that you guys enjoy it. Watch this space. Follow us on all social media because we've got so much coming and uh, you don't want to miss it. Yeah. I feel like it answered the Burrell or Burrell question as Burrell. well. It's Burrell. It's yeah. Burrell. Um, the name is like, it, it, it's kind of a, not a joke. Like it's obviously it's my name, but the, the X in it. Um, me and Sped used to always argue whether it was Burrell or Burrell. I used to always say it's Burrell. Um, half of my family says it one way and then half of my family says it the other and he was like no it's Burrell so he thought cross out the U ba or B so if it's not there it's just Burrell like it was kind of just like kind of a nod to our little our discussion about that yeah. and um, yeah the, the X it's just like don't say that bit basically it's just Burrell but nice. Burrell good. Yeah. it's a good origin story yeah Nice yeah. one. Well, thank cool. you very much. I've enjoyed chatting. Ah, it's been awesome. Thank you for having me. <laughs>